In this week's episode, I chat with another dear friend of mine. It's been such a pleasure watching her growth and evolution. And I really hope that this episode brings you some inspiration to really just be your most authentic self, whatever that looks like for you. So I hope you enjoy and here we go. Today, I am so excited to have a dear friend of mine, Rachel Stern, on the show. She began her spiritual health journey back in 2013 when she took her very first yoga class and is a teacher herself now of over eight years. Rachel's mission is to guide others back into their best self. And uh, yeah, just welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you on here. Thanks How for are you having feeling? me, Tamisha. I feel great. Uh, I've known Tamisha for a while, and so it's so nice to reconnect with you and chat about all these things, spirit, spirituality, uh, you know, uh, how to place value on things, and really, again, build our best selves, help each other out, because we're all just walking each other home. Absolutely. And I'm just so excited that, you know, we have been in each other's lives and I know you have seen me kind of <laughs> progress through the different belief systems and you've really seen my journey. So it's really uh, awesome to have uh, a fellow human being that I can call a conscious friend that accepts you as you kind of go through these shifts. And uh, I just want to thank you for just being thank so Thank you. I feel the same way. You've seen me so, grow. Yeah, of course. We got each yeah. other. Exactly. So yeah. every single episode, I always like to start it off with what sparked your awakening journey. So if you can share with us yeah. what happened eight years ago that made you just kind of, uh, I guess, wake up and, and start this unfolding for you. Sure. I was in college and I felt that, you know, there's so much partying going on. I felt very stressed about managing like that and trying to get through school. And I was really trying to find a way to manage my stress, to manage my time. And throughout all that, I got sick. It wasn't anything that was like very detrimental to me, but it, of course it kind of snapped me out of like, I really need to take care of myself. It's, it's my responsibility. I can't expect, you know, God bless my mom. I can't expect my mom to come and fly in from Chicago to Arizona where I went to school and take care of me or I can't expect friends to be by my side. So that was kind of a wake up call that I need to take accountability and responsibility for my health. It's up to me. Everyone else is busy taking care of themselves. And so it was kind of that realization. And I remember just, I left the doctor and I just, I didn't know what to do. So I was just walking around where I was at, where I was living at the time. And I walked past a yoga studio and I just thought, huh, like, fuck it, let's go. Let's just try yoga here. It's good. You know, and I went to took class and it was just immediately like, yeah, this makes sense. This feels right. I get it. I get it. And so I remember taking like literally up to three classes every single day for like weeks after that first class. I was just so, I felt like that was my way to really reclaim my own self, my own, um, again, like taking responsibility and accountability for myself and I found myself becoming, of course, healthier. I found myself making decisions that were better aligned with what I really wanted in life. I remember just thinking, what do I really want in life? Do I, yeah, of course, I like to have fun and go out with friends and all that stuff, but great, that's not going to last forever. What do I want? Do I want to have a family? Do I want to have a successful business? Okay, well, what steps are you taking now to get you to that place, Rachel? Is it going out until 3 a.m.? No, that's not going to help. Is it, you know, smoking cigarettes? No. And all these things that I just remember thinking, okay, let's remove this from my life. Let's remove this. And so that was essentially the start of my, I guess, awakening into taking care of myself. 
Uh, this world is, there's just so much, of course, going on and so many distractions, a lot of smoke and mirrors, a lot of, you know, they're promoting, and it's always been like this since I was born, of course, where you see a lot of advertising for McDonald's and all these things that just aren't healthy for you. Um, and so it was kind of, again, like a wake up call to, okay, that's not healthy. What can I replace? So it was about removing, about replacing and being committed really. And again, just keeping that mantra, that, uh, reality check in my head of, Hey, it's up to me. I can't count on you, Tamisha. I can't count on my mom or whoever. It's truly up to you, up to me. Right. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that you said remove and replace because oftentimes when we're trying to better ourselves, we just remove, remove, remove. And then that is such an easy way for the ego to creep in. And then we fall off and then we binge eat or we binge Netflix or we, you know, we just completely go back to our default. So uh, can you give some examples of how you did this remove replace method and how, like, did you stick to it or did you have some fall off moments? I'm curious of course, to hear. Of course I've had some fall off moments. And then there were moments where I'm not going to eat, you know, I'm not going to eat anything bad. And then next thing you know, <laughs> like I'm binging the thing that's really bad. Right. Or I'm not going to drink or go out. And then next thing you know, I'm like getting hammered with my friends. So it was more about, I, I remember feeling like the practice of yoga helped me to really ask myself truly, like face to face, do you love yourself? If you mm-hmm. did, you wouldn't do this to yourself. You wouldn't, you would follow through with your commitments. You would, and again, I thought, of course, you, you're re- removing things, but then that leaves a, a gaping hole for God knows what to come on through. And, you know, it could be good. It could be something just as detrimental. And so you have to be really mindful and Make sure that you have boundaries set up for yourself. And those boundaries for me, again, were, do I love myself? And that was a constant thing that I had to keep coming back to and asking myself, if I love myself, I wouldn't smoke these cigs. If I love myself, I wouldn't go at midnight to grab McDonald's on the way home from drinking. You know, just, just saying things, whatever. But again, it was that constant, do I love myself? Yes, I do. And it's and it's these mantras kind of that you tell yourself for me during my yoga practice that I found that I was able to take off the mat and into my real life. Can I get into this pose? Maybe I can't in this moment, but yes, I can work towards it because I love myself and I see myself doing things that are hard and difficult because God doesn't put you in a position that you cannot handle. And that was, you know, again, I have so many realizations that I've, I've had throughout my whole practice in yoga that, again, have transferred so easily off the mat. And it kind of dawned on me, you know, once I finished up college and graduated, I'm like, okay, I'm really good at this. Like this, this makes sense. I'm here to help people, of course, through yoga and the practice, but really to change to really dig deep inside of themselves and and love themselves and take accountability, take responsibility and really build their best selves, not only their best selves, but their most like true self, their most authentic self, right? There's you, there's again, so many smoke and mirrors and, and there's so many ideologies that, you know, people cling to and belief systems that, you know, maybe they worked for a certain extent in your life. Uh, but you know, there comes a point where they become outdated and then you're trying to run a program that's outdated and you're not seeking the results you want, you wish to seek. And so it's not about, Hey, this isn't working because it's you. It's, 
this isn't working because ultimately it's me. I need to go in here, go in here, your heart, and figure out what exactly is going on. Where are the little nooks and crannies that are glitching that we can uh, recalibrate, readjust, reset? Love everything you just said. And it makes so much sense. That makes so much sense. So I guess what would be your advice for for those that may be struggling with making that transition into, uh, okay, I'm a yogi. Okay, I take class. But how do I take this practice off the mat? Right? They're Whatever, really good. Yeah. yeah, they're really good in class. But then when it comes to in real life, they can't they're take assholes it off. The, or yeah, exactly. So how do, you, how do you transition that? I look at it as... So the practice of yoga is essentially aligning your mind and your breath and your movement into one union. Yoga, if you break it down, yoga in Sanskrit means union, yoke. So how I look at it as, you know, we go about life, our minds are thinking about what's going to happen in the future or maybe what happened in the past while we're working or, you know, we're also like, feeling some type of way, but we're trying to push through it. And we find ourselves so um, disconnected ultimately. And that's, I mean, that's not our fault. That's just the nature of being human. Uh, I always look at it. I I try to really bring a bird's eye view to things when I start to get really like butthurt about things. I'm like, okay, like ultimately we're all just incarnated in these, in these awesome avatars and we get to take care of these avatars in this lifetime. That's our responsibility, really. That's what that's why we're here and we're of course here to love and enjoy, but to really feel the full spectrum of what it means to be a human. So nothing's good, nothing's bad. It just is what it is. But uh, again, the practice of yoga for me allowed me to connect my breath to a movement and then bring my mind to that. So again, it's uh, not thinking, oh, what am I going to have for dinner tonight? It's thinking, okay, arms up with the inhale and then palms together with the exhale, something very simple, of course, but that trains your mind to then when you step off the mat, you find yourself still in this union. And so essentially you're able to make decisions and interact with people in a more efficient manner, in a manner that again, is more geared towards your goals. You know, do you love yourself or do you want to repeat patterns uh, and receive the same outcomes? So I'm sure it gets more, you can get more scientific with it, but that's kind of how I view it as, you know, I just look at it as take advantage of that in your practice. Take advantage of this uh, recalibrating yourself, setting your body back to its factory settings of mind, body, breath. And then again, you step off the mat, it kind of becomes second nature. We like to get caught up in our patterns, of course. I'm a great yogi, but off the mat, I'm an asshole. Well, that eventually will subside. You will start to notice change will happen without you even needing to fixate on something so specific, it will just happen naturally. So I I would recommend don't get so caught up in that. Uh, Again, ask yourself, do I love myself? Uh, And know that whatever is put in front of you is, is there for you to learn and to evolve into a better person. Not that you're not a good person, but that's just part of the human experience is, I can be better. I can do better. I can treat other people better. And that includes treating you yourself better too. I love that. And I love how you said, do you love yourself or do you want to repeat patterns? That's such a great reminder to tell yourself that because then it's like, yeah, if I'm repeating the cycle, like 
the outcome is going to be the same. So right. I love that reminder. When did you know that becoming a yoga teacher was part of your path, especially going to college, graduating? And, you know, I'm sure you didn't graduate with a yoga degree. So how, how did you make that shift into knowing this was your path? I remember always just knowing that I didn't want to sit in a cubicle at a desk in front of a computer. I just, I just never was like, yeah, I can't wait to do that. That was never a thing. The hospitals, the medicine, that stuff kind of grosses me out, blood. So I'm like, okay, I'm not going to be a doctor or do anything in that field. Um, and I've always just been very social, talkative, kind of always had an entrepreneurial spirit in me. And I just always love to connect with people, make people laugh, make people um, just enjoy themselves and also just sit with people when they're not in their best capacity. I've had a lot of difficult moments growing up as a child. So um, I remember thinking, especially in high school, I I made a promise to myself. I said, I will never, ever allow anyone to feel as alone as I did when I was going through some difficult times in my life. And so I feel that stepping into the role of a yoga teacher was kind of, for me, a no-brainer. You know, once I graduated, I wasn't eager to like, again, go sit in front of a computer at a cubicle and do that. And so I said, let me do some, you know, yoga teacher training courses, uh, programs. And uh, I did three of them off the bat, like one after another, after another. And I just think that for me, I, you know, I'm still learning. I still am walking my path. You know, I, I, I'm still just, uh, just being my authentic self and that's okay. You don't always have to have an answer to everything. And so I just, I know that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing and um, it's, it's wonderful. And of course there are days where I'm like, gosh, I wish I, you know, graduated with a finance degree in in that field or whatever, but you know, that's ultimately I, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And I think just again, owning it and, you know, ultimately we're all walking each other home, right? And, and taking care of ourselves and, and looking out for each other. And that's what matters most. Everything else is just kind of, you know, again, smoke and mirrors. It's all like trends. It's all whatever it is, you know, it's, it, it's just a part of being human. Right. Very true. So if someone is, uh, I guess, just stepping into their yoga career, what advice would you give them now that you've been doing this, I guess, almost a decade what advice would you give uh, looking back to your own career and being once a newbie? I would say be yourself. That's the best advice I can give you. And just even if you're a yogi, if you're not a yogi, if you're just, you know, regular Joe, if you're finance, Frank, I don't know, whoever it is, just be yourself, <laughs> <laughs> right? It, it's when you are yourself, then I, I think that the universe will give you the people and events and circumstances that will be best suited for you, but you can't receive that until you are yourself. Does that make sense? Makes sense. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. So now talking about being quote unquote yourself and also altering oneself, I want to talk about a topic that, you know, some may agree, some may disagree, some may have never tried this, but I know you have. And so oh, yeah. I would really love to pick your brain <laughs> on the topic of microdosing and uh, and just the benefits and, and all of that stuff. So if you could share with us your experience and just your outlook on it, I would love to hear all about that. Yeah, absolutely. I So I grew up where I remember I was always just no to drugs. <laughs> I you know, really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was just no 
I went through the D.A.R.E. program. Uh-uh. Oh, wow. Like, yeah, no <laughs> drugs for me. I'm awesome without it. And so, like, I really didn't get into drinking and, and partying and stuff again until I got to college in Arizona. So, But uh, I guess when it comes to m- mushrooms and microdosing, I – you know what it was? It was the the lockdowns. It was the lockdowns, uh, especially living, you know, I lived by myself in an apartment up in the air in the middle of Chicago. And I just felt like I became very anxious. I felt very depressed and alone. And I just felt like this, like how, how can I, you know, rationalize all these things? And so I remember just like reaching out to some friends who I thought kind of like somehow were able to keep it together during lockdowns. And what I noticed that they were doing was microdosing. I just thought, huh, that sounds like I'm, I'm a little hesitant because uh, I don't know anything about it, but uh, let me see what this is all about. And so what I started doing, I remember my friend, I won't say his name, but he secretly came by because, of course, you can go see anybody and all that stuff. So he came by to my apartment. He brought you know, some wonderful things from the garden, and we just started grinding them up and putting them into little capsule pills. And the two of us made a pact, like, okay, we're going to take like one, one of these capsules one day, not take one the next day. It was like every other day we just took one capsule. If you wanted to, you could take like up to two capsules. But uh, the point, of course, isn't to like get all psychedelic and all that. The point was to rewire your brain to, to tap into this new way of thinking and feeling. And what we would do is we would have shared notes on our phone. So we would journal in our phones and we could share them with each other, like our experience of that microdosing. And so that's kind of how I, I started to get into it. And I started to really understand the power that microdosing has. It took me from this, like being very fearful and afraid and very talking down to myself. Yes, I'm a yogi and I say all these things about love yourself, but you can't control everything. And for me, it was last year, 2020, where I just felt like, holy shit, like my practice kind of went, like I, I myself in a way became a person I, you know, don't really recognize, but of course that's all part of being human and accepting that. And for me, microdosing was a way for me to get back on track and to really see and, and really understand the power that's still within me. It allowed me uh, to really tap into forgiveness. That was huge. I feel that there were definitely, you know, I, I felt very, I guess, angry at uh, at the leaders and what they were doing and implementing. And I felt like that anger, of course, was bringing my, my consciousness more and more down. Um, and so tapping into microdosing allowed me to really forgive and forgive myself for, you know, believing some of the things that were being told to us. And that journey, of course, like I, I did it for a little bit. I stopped. Uh, I moved out to Arizona right around the elections. Uh, once I moved out there, of course, the garden was more plentiful out there. So uh, I was doing it a little bit more and more microdosing. and. I just feel that for me, my experience is that instead of reacting immediately to something, it allows me to pause and respond differently. And it's to a point where uh, you're not even thinking about it. You just find yourself more calm, more centered, more grounded. 
And I think that that's one of the many benefits that microdosing does have on you is that, again, it's, you're not taking a psychedelic trip and seeing stuff. It's, it's very, of course, micro. It's very small, the effects that it has on you. You don't even realize what it's doing to you until you're talking to someone and you find yourself responding differently than how you typically would have. Gotcha. Now, I guess the logical next question would be, are these lasting results? So if you stop microdosing, are you just going right back to the default? Because I feel like that could be the the part that could be a little bit, not dangerous, but, you know. That's a great question. Yeah, because then isn't that in a sense, I'm just playing devil's advocate a bit. Are you going to then have a dependency on it where, oh, I need to microdose. Otherwise, I'm going to go right back to that fearful you know, behavior from my experience. And this is just, of course, my experience. Of course, I have not experienced any, oh, I'm withdrawing. I, (laughs) you know, having any symptoms of, I need to microdose where are the mushrooms? It's more of a, this is a wonderful plant that comes into your life just at the right time you need it. And, you know, you take it. And I do believe that the effects are lasting. Uh, I've, I've read several studies. I, I can't think of them off the top of my head, but I do recall them uh, saying that, you know, essentially what, to me, I'm under the impression that microdosing is is similar to yoga in the sense where you're rewiring neurons in your body, in your brain. And this rewiring, once you rewire it, it's not going to like come apart, right? It's, It's lasting, it stays put. And I've had people tell me, you know, wow, you your attitude, your behavior is, you know, X or Y. And in a good way, of course, um, I'm sharing this. And I really do credit, of course, yoga, but if, but really what has helped me get to a lot of things that honestly, I didn't really realize were in like um, mindsets or, or beliefs or patterns. I didn't really realize were still within me. Uh, so, so I felt that microdosing was able to really kind of bring that up and share that with me so that I can, you know, move through it where yoga is, is similar. But again, I felt microdosing was able to go a little bit more deep than the practice. Gotcha. And that could, again, that's just my experience. Right. Absolutely. Wow. That's, that's, that's fascinating. Are there any other uh, tools that you credit to, I guess, elevating your consciousness? I know you mentioned journaling was one of them. Journaling's great. I love journaling because I talk a lot and I find that when I journal, I don't talk so much. (laughs) And so of course that's like amazing for me and and anybody who feels like they word vomit a lot, journaling is fantastic. I've really gotten into breath work since being out in Arizona. Of course, breath work is you, you breathe in yoga, you breathe every day, but setting aside time to really practice breathing is a whole different level of becoming in tune with yourself and really sharing your most authentic self. Every morning I wake up, uh, I still lay in bed for about 30 minutes. So I wake up, my alarm goes off. I don't get out of bed. I lay there for about 30 minutes and I do some breath work. And there's so many different techniques. It can, it can get overwhelming, but I would recommend just focus on just breathing right? Letting first your, your breath breathe itself. 
And then seeing how you can deepen the quality of breath. Can you take in a little bit more air? Can you push a little bit more air out? Really what we're doing is we're working the lungs, right? We're working their elasticity. Um, and so when you take in more air, your cognitive function is better, right? Remember to breathe in. I'm saying this because it's important. A lot of times we find ourselves mouth breathing. What that does is that really, and I worked for a chiropractor, so I know this, when you're mouth breathing, your head ends up shifting forward and it's like this jutted weird look. But when you're breathing through your nose, your head is more on top of the shoulders. Think of it. Your head is about 15 pounds. You want to hold the, it's easier to hold the bowling ball here than it is out here, right? Mm -hmm. You're putting less strain on yourself. So this is one of the benefits of breathing through your nose is that your head is more upright. And not only that, but breathing through your nose helps to hydrate your body where when you breathe through your mouth, you're dehydrating your body. And what, you know, the importance of breath is, you know, if you don't have your breath, you, you can't do anything. And so I'm really a big advocate for breath work now, of course, microdosing, of course, yoga, all these wonderful things and journaling as well that again, can really help. Of course, anybody, no matter their background, no matter who they are, you implement these practices a little bit here and there, and you find yourself a completely different person in the best way possible. I love it. All the things. All the things. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. I love it. And I've had the pleasure of taking yoga with you. And I always feel like after a class, I'm just like, uh, upgraded. So there's like life wisdom yes. as you are teaching. So I think it's so, so incredibly beautiful. So I appreciate you so much, Rachel. Uh, I know, I know that um, community is something that you're building now that you're in Arizona so and I can't wait to come out to Arizona Please. and visit you. Everyone is welcome to me. So you're coming over, you'll stay at my place. Absolutely. Community, yes, yes, yes. You know, and so, that's, uh, go ahead. No, no, no. I was just going to ask you, how, how important is it in your opinion to have community, especially while ascending and going through a spiritual awakening and unfolding and all community of the things? Community is everything. It is everything. These practices I just shared of yoga, journaling, microdosing, breath work, fantastic. But when you could do that with people, oh my God, the, like I'm getting goosebumps right now. The amount of up-leveling and upgrading you receive is just indescribable. I didn't realize how important community was until I moved to Arizona and found people who, you know, shared similar practices that I do. Um, again, during lockdowns and everything, I felt very alone. Yes, I started implementing, I, of course, I was doing yoga prior to that, but then I started microdosing, started journaling. Uh, breathwork was a little bit there, but really what took me to make me feel like I was seen and heard and loved and supported was a community. Truly. And, you know, ultimately, like I said, it's all up to you and your accountability, your self-love and responsibility. But when you have people who are on that similar mission and, and you know, they get it, it's just like astronomical. It's I, I can't even describe it. I love that. How, what would you um, say to someone who may be living in an area that doesn't have that community and maybe they don't have the ability to necessarily up and move this very second. And I know you are right. feeling very alone in Chicago. So what, what would you say to someone who is looking to pay, maybe create community? What steps could they take to do that or build that? I would say 
don't be afraid to put yourself out there. Don't be afraid to share your, your heart, your true self. The right people will come. Think of it like this. Uh, the universe works in, with many different universal laws. Uh, I like to think of it as what you're seeking, you just got to give out. Like, I'm searching for love. Mm-hmm. Okay, now I'm going to go give love. I'm going to go give a compliment. Whatever you give out, it will come back to you. So what if you're searching for community, you, this is a time that the universe is asking you to step up and be that leader and go find, find your people, find your tribe. And you will find people, and they will resonate, and they will fall off. And you will find people, they, you will resonate, and they will stick. Try not to... Uh, you know, put any much emotion into it or like, oh, this person that or oh my God, it's it's just like, hey, this is what it is. And, you know, again, life is about sharing these experiences and walking each other home. And if you're searching for that, of course, reach out to me. I'm here. Absolutely. Reach out to Tamisha. She's fantastic. <laughs> but really, this is you are being asked to go find your tribe. And so go do it. They are out there and they're looking for you. I love that. I love that so much. And so the more you are your authentic self and you're not dimming your opinions and your outlook, and even if they may change, right. if you are who you are in this moment, you're going to attract the people that resonate with you. And I, I really love that. I really love that. I think sometimes we second guess ourselves and then we, we kind of almost water ourselves down because we don't want to offend or we don't want to whatever, but then we're not attracting the people that are really going to resonate with our message, especially as a coach. And if you are offering any kind of you know yoga or spiritual coaching you want to work with the people that are going to resonate with where you are so that makes complete sense don't water yourself down exactly there you go that's literally yeah like rule number one don't water yourself down be your most authentic self i love that i love that um so before we wrap up this episode i want to hear what words of wisdom have kept you sane on this human experience, what would you like to share with our listeners before we wrap up? A few things. Number one is honestly be you. Be you. The world is in dire need of people to be them. And so step into that power. I know it may feel a little strange or maybe scared, but when you're feeling scared, you are actually being brave. So please step into your real self, who you really are, what you really want to do, what you really want to share, who you really want to be, uh, regardless of what that looks like to other people, especially, you know, family and close friends. So be you no matter what. Uh, Number two is when things are dark, there's always light to be seen. And I know that may sound a little cliche. Anything I say probably sounds a little cliche, but (laughs) I really want everyone to understand that there is good on the other side of the dark. There's light on the other side of the dark. And so if you feel like giving up, please don't give up, please. You are so close and you are so supported. Always, always. That's why you're here. That's why yourself reincarnated here is because you know that you can do this. Such uplifting words. Amazing. So if any of this resonated and you would like to support Rachel, and especially if you're in Arizona, you're in Scottsdale, correct? Yep. Scottsdale, Phoenix area. Yeah. Fantastic. So if you can plug perhaps where you're teaching yoga in those communities, and then I'll also let everybody know where they can follow you and best support you. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, I work 
I, I'm, I work for a lot of different uh, people and businesses. Uh, you can find me at Blue Buddha Collective. It's uh, in between Tempe and Scottsdale. It's a wonderful new yoga studio that has uh, a cool coffee shop inside and some artwork and just a cool lounge space. Uh, fantastic yoga studio. I'm really excited. We just opened up. So uh, come check us out. I also uh, am with uh, a company called Higher Self Friendly. Higher Self Friendly is a community of uh, like-minded people, of course, that we cater to people of the LGBTQ community and everyone else, other humans, of course, uh, through the practice of yoga and other healing modalities such as meditation, uh, freestyle dance, music, Reiki, all the all the good stuff. So uh, these are two businesses that I'm uh, involved in. So please come check us out. And I'm always just kind of bopping around the state of Arizona and <laughs> You know, here in Chicago too. So uh, wherever you need me, I'll be there. <laughs> Amazing. And then I also yeah. just want to want to plug your accounts as well. So if you want to follow her, you can do so at Rachel Shy Official, and of course at Rachel Backup Official, and then of course her link tree. And so I'm going to put all of that in the show notes, so you can click on that and all the good things. So thank you awesome. again, Rachel. I'm thank so glad that we show. were able to to catch up. I can't wait to come to Arizona and visit you. Can't wait for and, you to uh, visit. Thank you so absolutely. much, dear. Thank you. Sending you lots of love. Sending you love, honey. Take care. You too. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you're a coach or a spiritual entrepreneur of any kind, and you've been considering starting your own podcast, but you're a little overwhelmed, you don't know where to start. I need your help. I've actually been considering putting together an online course along with an accountability factor so you're able to step-by-step know exactly how to launch your own podcast. So if that's something you're interested in, please check the show notes. There's a link there which breaks down exactly what would be included. And so if I get enough interest, I'm definitely excited to put this together. So please let me know. Let me know if this is something you'd want to be a part of. Uh, Sending you so much love. And until next time.